Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Haig for short, a housing group for older people run by older people, present Raise the Roof every fourth Wednesday of the month. We advocate for affordable, secure and appropriate housing. So listen up every fourth Wednesday from 6 to 6.30 on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. Uh, welcome to the Hag Show here on 3CR. I'm Shane. I'll be with you for the next half hour. Uh, thanks very much to Carl and the Renegade Economists for a pretty interesting discussion about recent New South Wales politics. Uh, good to hear from the New South Wales Tenants Union as well, who do a lot of really interesting work. Uh, we've got so much to get through this month. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about a film that Hag's recently released. Um, so I'm just going to whip into it with our Bad Landlord of the Month for April. Let me tell you guys, there has been stiff competition in the last month for the title of the worst landlord. It was really hard to narrow it down to decide on just one, whether it should have been either of the guys who sort of took a swing at us this month. No, no, they were. there was worse. There was worse than that. In the end, there's one who's just so annoying to me personally uh, and to the tenant, of course, that there was just no doubt that they were the bad landlord. So the situation is... Uh, one of our clients, we've recently moved from private rental, which she just couldn't afford, she's an aged pensioner, uh, into public housing, which thankfully she can afford and will be secure accommodation for the rest of her life or as long as she wants to live there. The landlord applied to the tribunal for her full bond, saying that she owed $1,100 in rent arrears. And the tenant said, oh, I don't really think that's right. But you know, she was a bit confused. She wasn't really sure. She didn't really have clear records. So I wrote to the, the landlord and said, can you, can you give us some details? Can you tell us exactly when she's paid up to? Uh, can you give us a record of rent payments for the last year? No answer from the landlord. So then I wrote back to the landlord a little more aggressively, telling her that she had to provide a full list of rent payments for the last year, which is something that your landlord is legally required to do if you request it, uh, that, it's a, that it would be an offence for her not to provide it, and that if I didn't get it within five days, five business days, uh, we'd report it to Consumer Affairs and she'd face a fine of up to about, I think, $1,500. At the, at the, very, at the very end of those five business days, so she sent me the email back at 10.50 at night on a Sunday, and I was pretty, pretty happy to have ruined her weekend, really. Uh, she sent me back an email saying, oh, look, now that I've actually looked at my records, it turns out that she doesn't owe me the $1,100 that I applied to the tribunal for. She only actually owes me $200. Now, I'm just growling in the studio because I can, I can barely have words for how angry this makes me. That landlord tri- uh, literally applied to a tribunal, a, a legal body, for $1,100 in money that belongs to a pensioner. Uh, she had no foundation for that at all. If the tenant hadn't had someone to advocate for her, she more than likely would have just accepted it and let it go. Uh, she would have lost $900. 
where did the landlord even come up with this figure? Did she just pull it out of thin air? I just don't understand. It's, it's quite beyond me. So there we go. She is my bad landlord of the month for April. Uh, we're going to hear a couple of community announcements and then we're going to be back with a little bit about the new hag film, Feels Like Home. Has your organisation been interviewed on 3CR? Your band played live to air. Have you heard your latest song? Groups like yours can now become 3CR organisational subscribers. Just $110 gets your organisational group behind Melbourne's longest-running activist radio station. 3CR gives access and training to communities traditionally denied a voice in the mainstream media. Get online at 3cr.org.au or call 9419 and become an organisational subscriber. Show, Show your, your love, love 3CR. 3CR. CR, always bringing you the latest union news. They're coming after us at the moment. They want to get rid of penalty rates, the big push from businesses. They want to get rid of all the things that you and I have fought for. So there's tens of thousands of jobs gone, contracted out to sham contracting arrangements. On 8.55am and on the web, 3cr.org.au. Change of plans. Before we talk about the film, I almost forgot the good news that I have to bring you. Uh, Over the last few months, we've been talking a fair bit about HAG's funding situation and the campaign that we've had going to try and secure more funding so we can keep helping older people deal with their problem landlords, with their unaffordable rents, their insecure accommodation, all of those things. Uh, And we've been talking about possibly needing to close the service on May 15th, Uh, if we couldn't secure some more funding. Now, we don't have 100% of the answer yet, but the state government finally came through and has agreed to extend our funding uh, on an interim basis so we can keep the service open. So they've agreed to temporary funding just to the end of August, uh, which is a lot better than what we had before. And they're promising a final announcement about the future funding of the service in the first week of May. And all signs have us optimistic. Uh, We can't say for sure what's going to happen, but we're very much looking forward to some sort of an announcement in the first week of May. Uh, We have talked about a rally that we've had scheduled for May 15th if our funding doesn't come through. The rally is still tentatively scheduled, but we're very optimistic that we'll be able to call it off, that we'll be able to have some sort of a party instead. Uh, Just drinks after work. I'm not not quite sure exactly what that would be. Uh, But yes, keep May 15th in your diary, but... Also pay attention to our website, oldertenants.org, our Facebook page, our Twitter account, and we will bring you up-to-the-minute news about exactly when uh, we're going to be ready to tell you exactly what's happening with our funding uh, into the future. We're going to hear one more song, and then we're going to come back with the Hag movie. This is uh, Emma Donovan and the Putbacks, and the song is Black Woman. All right, that was Emma Donovan and the Putbacks with Black Woman. I love that song. Uh, We're going to go to the film now. Now, the new Home at Last film is called Feels Like Home, and basically it gives a chance for five of our members and former clients to talk about their housing histories, their experience as older renters, uh, their experience working with us, and what needs to change 
for older people in private rental, public housing, all of those things. Uh, we're going to hear from one of those uh, HAG members. His name is Bruno, uh, first up. Uh, I think you'll find his story pretty interesting, so let's give it a listen. I'm Bruno. Uh, I'm about 60 years old. And uh, looking back to my previous place, uh, I came there about 15 years ago. And uh, I came I came into that place uh, as a temporary accommodation due to urgency. And uh, I plan to find in two, three months another proper place. However, life circumstances forced me to stay there much longer. From those, from those uh, feeling somewhere subconsciously that it is that flat is belongs to me as my home, and now suddenly I receive letter which clearly remind me again and bring, bringing me to, to, the, to the reality and, and, and tells me now it is not yours you know and you can you will go home you know in three months that crash 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 my world completely and I and I rang agent and I I asked to, to, to meet her in person to discuss the issue and ask for reason at first you know but but she was cold like a steel you know she told me, Bruno, letter tells you everything. Thank you. And letter tells, please vacate letter, vacate uh, unit in three months. There, without any reason, there, there are no reason why to vacate. We do not comply on anything, but you have to vacate. You know? And that was that was that that was that uh, acted devastating on, on on me at that time. After that, about two weeks ago, uh, one one horrible epileptic uh, attack attack came, and that was that was uh, as a, as a, uh, due to due to all those build up build up pressure that that came, and uh, although I never never think about that before, on several occasions. Agents did ask me about my employment status and about my age, and uh, they received me surprisingly calmly, you know, and none of them respond to me, although they promise they will, they will respond to me by email or via phone call or whatever. And suddenly I realized they don't want me. I'm not. I'm not too desirable on the market, on the, on the renting market, as as a pensioner, as an older man, and uh, and uh, and uh, if you like, even disabled, you know. And and uh, that was the first time I I start to think about that that way. You know? And I realized that uh, that uh, home could be could be could be big issue. You know, I'm fully aware that uh, my initial connection with home at last was purely set of set of accidents, if you like. You know, I came to them for legal advice. You know, how how to stay longer into that 
until I found, found, found uh, another place. But suddenly it, it converted that uh, day social worker, Melis, Melis Savic, that she, she could do much, much more for me. And, uh, and that, was, that, was, that was a miracle. She, she just talked about, about that, that we, we will find solution. We will find solution. But I was a different man and I was ready to, to go and fight again. You know? And I was ready to, to go either to search, either to, to go under the tent, you know, to, to, live, to live in bush under, under the tent, but I was a different man. And one day, one day, it was, it was amazing. She told me, Bruno, Bruno, I got a, I got a some news for you, and I, I didn't expect this. Who could expect that? The whole area around was look like, look like, if you like, Hollywood. Some Beverly Hills, you know. Looking back. Uh, Without home at last, I will probably finish totally different. If not homeless, you know, totally homeless, you know, but, uh, but at least somewhere, somewhere with totally unsecure future, future accommodation and uh, far away Due to due to market prices, far away from public public transport, which are crucial for me because I'm not driving, far away from hospitals, which are crucial for me due to my health, you know. And uh, my situation will be dramatically different without without them. And uh, for that reason, uh, such agency as as a home at last is absolutely ultimate to exist, to help people like me, uh, who they brought back, if you like, on their legs and, and to, 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 to make them, made them fit to, to take care about themselves. All right, thanks very much to Bruno um, for that very moving account of his, his life experiences and what it was like for him as a renter. Um, I think those are really common stories about a lot of the people that we, that we meet at work and that we work with. Um, we launched the film last week at Ross House. We had a pretty successful day. Uh, everyone was pretty into the movie, I think. Um, we had Bruno there as well as uh, three of the other movie stars. Three, I think. I can't count. Uh, Joan, Margarita and Neville. Um, also, Betty is in the film who couldn't make it to the launch, but thanks to all of them for their participation. Uh, after the launch, I was lucky enough to speak to Tony Bentley, who's the director who made the film for us, uh, and we're just going to hear quickly from her about how it was uh, that she first met, uh, got involved with HAG, and her experience working on the movie. I came in contact with HAG a number of years ago. I worked at Women's Health in the North, and I was working with a bunch of women at the Robert Street Housing Estate, and, and that's where I met Molly Hadfield mm -hmm. and also Jeff and April, and we were doing a lot of advocacy work um, to try and save or um, re get Robert Street rebuilt. So, yeah, that was the first sort of contact I had with them. 
Yeah, and then I hadn't, and that sort of um, Robert Street evolved and residents were moved and, and the place was um, redone. And then I, Molly came into Women's Health in the North one day and after a couple of years and she knew I did film and asked if I wanted to work on a project for, for HAG. That's great. Um, and so the the current movie is called Feels Like Home. Mm -hmm. um, how did you find the experience of working on that one? Uh, the well, like all of the films we've worked on with Hag, the the process is really has just been amazing each time, and that's mainly because of well, for two reasons: one, Hag are fantastic to work with, and two, um, the residents and participants we've worked with have just been, yeah, so lovely and just really kind of opened their hearts. And, you know, we've made, I guess we've made a connection with each and every um, person we've worked with. So it's, it's felt really special. That's great. Um, and over the years that you've been working with HAG, um, what are some of the things that you've learnt from our members or from working with us? Yeah, I guess the biggest thing I've learnt is that the issue of homelessness is very big and real for older people. And it's something that, and it was expressed today at the launch by someone, most people think of homelessness as the stereotypical rough sleeper. And yeah, I guess, you know, years ago I, I had a similar image and working with HAG, I just realised that anyone, anytime can, is potentially at risk of being homeless. So that's probably the, the biggest thing I've learned. Yeah. All right. Um, well, just before we finish up, do you want to plug your website or anything like that? <laughs> yeah. So Bentwell Productions, we're a two-person team, a boutique um, production company that focuses on films for the community sector. So if anyone's interested um, in checking out our website, you can go to bentwellproductions.com.au. All right, thanks very much, Tony. Uh, we're going to hear from another one of the participants in the film now, uh, another very dedicated HAG member. Uh, just take it away, Joan. Hi, my name's Joan, and I'm 71 years old, and I live in Heidelberg, and I've been living here now for almost three years. The, I was there for nearly 15 years, and I know it was a pretty good tenant. I never wasn't behind in rent and I kept the place tidy and clean and and um but you know it was really hard. You sort of you, you sort of go from working to being on a, a smaller income and then he just ups it. Instead of the landlord if he wanted me out telling me to, to leave, he put the rent up so high that I couldn't afford to stay anyway. And and you sort of felt really, I don't know, you felt like, who cares? You know, you, 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 my health went down. I just sort of, just sort of, well, what can I do? Where can I go? And it's almost like, I can't afford to live here. If I pay the rent, you know, what happens with, I can't even afford food going into supermarkets, you know. You have to sort of only have the basics, but you just can't have anything else. So where do you turn? You don't know really where to turn, but I was lucky that in the, the 
in the other unit, I was friendly with uh, the neighbour and he shifted to a retirement village. And then when I went to visit him and I told him about my situation and he said that he worked voluntary for, a, for an organisation known as HAG. And I said, what's HAG? And he said, the Housing for the Aged Action Group. And I thought, oh, good, have you got the number? So I rang them and I spoke to a lady there and um, she told me to come in. She made an appointment for me within days. And then I went in and I told her my situation. And she said we, I had to fill out an application and then they process it and then they'll let me know. So I went home, I was feeling a little bit better. And uh, then I got the, the phone call from the, the manager, Jeff Fieldler. And he said, Joan, he said, you're on the waiting list now for um, another accommodation, affordable accommodation. And um, so I just waited and then I got a phone call from Tony from the community housing to tell me that I was a successful applicant and had to wait because they were building it and I had to wait. But I did a sneak up and had a look and I was really, really, I wanted to shift in the next day because it's really, it was really nice. To feel comfortable, to feel safe and most of all to feel contented, you know, emotionally and and physically because before I was, before when I was having all the hassles in the other place I was living, I was, my health was, you know, really going downhill and, and I, my diabetes was playing up. But now I'm in a, a lovely place. I like to look nice and, and um, you know, I just, my overall feeling of well-being, you know, it just, I presented myself, I'm happier, I'm laughing a lot more and I'm just sort of contented and it's really nice. All right, thanks very much, Joan. Uh, one thing that I wanted to say about the, the stories that you've heard from Joan and Bruno, I'm kind of stealing something that Jeff said at the launch last week. We hear a lot of gratitude from our members about what it is that we've done in, in terms of helping them find uh, affordable housing. And it, it, it's, it can be really dispiriting to hear that gratitude and that sense from people that they're getting something incredible or something extraordinary. Things like public housing and HAG and all of our services, they don't exist because they've been handed down uh, you know, charitably by some sort of benevolent government. All of these things exist uh, because... Older people in particular, in our case, and and, pe- and the people, just generally, workers, everyone, have organised collectively to demand these things that are theirs by right. Housing is a human right that's internationally recognised. Everyone should be able to expect secure, affordable housing, especially uh, in their old age. Uh, the fact that people feel like that's something special, something something that they need to be grateful for, is very sad. Everyone should be able to expect those things by right. Uh, and if we keep working together and keep struggling together, we'll make sure that everyone gets those things by right. Uh, that said, I'm going to have to wind up the show uh, for tonight. Uh, I'm just going to play one last announcement and then we'll be back to wrap up. Rumination. 3CR's Rooming House and Homeless Persons Issues Program. 
featuring information on health and housing services, as well as live local guests, artists and performers from our unsung community. Join us at 12pm on Thursday on 3CR 855am. All right. Thanks very much for listening again this month. Uh, that's the end of the show. Thanks very much again to Bruno. I hope you're listening. I know I know you said you would be. Uh, Joan and Tony, who spoke to us this week. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're an older person, which generally for us means 55 and over, although we can be a bit flexible about that limit, if you're having any problems in private rental or with your housing, uh, the rent's too much, the landlord's a mongrel, whatever it may be, Give us a call, even if you just want to think, talk generally about what you, what your future might involve. Uh, we'd be more than happy to hear from you. Our number is one three hundred seven six five one seven eight, and that's open from ten till four Monday to Friday. Uh, you can also check out our website, which is oldertenants.org.au, oldertenants.org.au. Uh, if you go there, you can also watch the movie. You can see Bruno and Joan, not just hear their dulcet tones, uh, and see the sort of housing that they've moved into. Uh, and why they're so happy about it. I'm not sure that you'll agree with Bruno that it's like Beverly Hills, but it's not so bad. Uh, it is the the kind of Hollywood edition. We've been talking about the movie. We've we've been we've gone Hollywood. So I'm going to leave you with my favorite Hollywood theme song uh, and my favorite Cool in the Gang song. This is Hollywood Swinging. I hope you enjoy it, and I look forward to talking to you again next month. Yeah.